Yo, welcome everybody once again to the Back of the Class Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ray, a.k.a. The Electric Field, and yes, I'm the most electrifying man. I told y'all we were dropping these every week. Well, I'm back again, proving my point, keeping my word. Um, in my haste to put out the show last week, I forgot to cover a topic I really wanted to get into. Def Jam tweeted out that uh, if, maybe, they were going to bring back the Vendetta game series, who would we like to see on the cover? And that's, um, I proposed that question to the homie Mars, and he was like, I don't want to see Method Man on the cover. And just off of the strength of that, I was like, yeah, you know, Method Man would be tight. But as I did my research for the game, I thought if it's going to be a new game, I'm sure they're going to have new artists in the game. They're going to try and uh, develop the game around newer artists and have a, a more fresh feel to the game. And so, with that being said, I feel like it would be more beneficial if they had, say, YG or Dave East on the cover. Since they both already signed to Def Jam, and, you know, you could put them both on the cover, you know, do like a East Coast, West Coast thing, Quirk Blood type of thing, somewhere along that line. Um, that cover could play into the story. But um, they got like, I went through the roster of who Def Jam has signed because I, I never know. And based off their artists, I would say like a third, two thirds of their artists can fight just off the the strength of a name, their uh, their their personality. The other part of the the other part of the list that I don't think can fight, I have no proof that they can't. There's no merit uh, behind that statement that they can't fight. There's no validity in it. I just don't know them. I don't know their music, but based off the music of um, the artists I do, I do know, like Davies, Logic, YG. Uh, Q-Tip, 2 Chains, Big Sean, Designer, Jada Kiss, Nas, August Alcina. Uh, yes, August, the R&B singer. If you don't know, R&B artists are usually the ones who want to fight the most. I.E. Chris Brown, Omarion, Trey Songz was uh, quick to throw hands back in the day. I think that they can fight. Uh, they also got these new artists over there. One artist named Valley. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's got a song called "Womp Womp." Based off of that song and his the way he looks as a person, he 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 could probably fight. Payroll and Cardo, their duo act. They got a song called Fives and Sixes." Again, just based off their looks, I believe they could throw some hands. Mm, I am struggling. Uh, they also have Fab, Sign. They got Jeezy, Kanye, Pusha T, Vince Staples, who I'm gonna get into later. Uh, and the homie. The illustrious guest, Justin Bieber. <laughs> I don't know why I called him a guest. He's not here. I don't know him like that. But I do believe the vanilla assassin, Justin Bieber, could probably throw some hands. And I didn't forget about you ladies. Def Jam does have some women signed over there. And so they have 070 Shake, Janae Iko, Danny Lee, Tiana Taylor. And my personal uh, request is that they put... Uh, Alessia Cara in the game too. I don't. Alessia doesn't look like a fighter, but if I were to compare her to a fighter in the game, I would take her as a um, Xiao Yu from Tekken. Just kind of a small character who probably can give you the hands for real. I know it's just too much fight, uh, fighting game references over your head. It's alright. This is my show. I do what I want. You enjoy. I hope. Please enjoy. <clears throat> Back to the topic. Uh, but yeah, if they were going to do like, if it, and that's just the artists that are on Def Jam. If they were going to open the game up to any artists who, I guess, for, um, wanted to be licensed to the game, I feel like they could add in Wiz Khalifa. Because if y'all notice, he's been getting brolic out here, you know, doing kickboxing. The game, 
Uh, the game has always been somebody I know who's got hands. Like you saw the video, he beat up somebody back in the day. Like recording himself, beat dude up. Uh, I think J Rock will be a good installment for somebody that's not on Def Jam. J Rock looked like he got, you know, hard prison knuckles. Like you can hear in his voice that if you if you talk sideways to him, you know, it's not going to end pretty. Nipsey Hussle's another one. You already saw how he uh. How he takes altercations when uh when he's at the BET Awards and got into it with the the parking lot attendant had to uh, respectfully and carefully let him know that this ain't what you want. Smack the man in the face while wearing slides. Now when you got on slides, that's for comfortability. You can't really fight in no those slides. You got you know you, you you don't you don't have good footing. And he open palmed, reached back and pow. Let that parking attendant know it can go sideways if you wanted to. So if I needed a new artist in the game that wasn't on Def Jam, I would definitely have to put Nipsey Hustle in there. Casanova's another one. You know, he he quick to run down on you, you know, uh push you um bust you up in your mouth, I knock your teeth out. He don't even say the teeth. Knock your teeth out. I believe it. I wanna see that. I wanna put that in the game and make that happen. Um Put G Easy in the game. He could um again just you know, just a little diversity. You know, add a white add another white dude. Uh but just like based off how he looks and his music, I feel like, you know, he's gonna have to scrap a few times back in the day. Um, another one, O. T. Genesis, another crib, you know, again, his music and his his demeanor, I believe he has hands. Um and not to forget about the new school cats, XXS Tentacion. You know, rest in peace. Um, it's unfortunate that he passed. Um, but based off of how he was before his passing, I believe he'd be a good installment in the game. I mean, he already looks like Kid Boo from the Dragon Ball Z series. So if you put him, you know, in the game, I feel like he, he would be a good asset. Uh, another one would be Vic Mensa, ASAP 12 uh, Jaden Smith. James Smith, I think, would be just like a wild card like Justin Bieber. I feel like uh, it would just be tight just to see him in the, in the game. Um, just because James is not really a fighter, but I feel like he could have, if you, if you put the right fighting style on his character, I feel like he would be a tight character to fight with. Um, and then, of course, I wrote down some legends for veterans in the, uh, that they could add to the game if they want to do this. I know I spent a lot of time on this. I just really like this game. And I like the idea of it coming back because um, gaming has gotten kind of stagnant over the years. It's kind of um, copy, paste, repeat of shooters, open world, RPGs, uh, uh, racing games. It's kind of kind of repetitive. And so Def Jam coming back would be a, a breath of fresh air. You know, it'd be a bit of nostalgia with a uh, with a with a present twist on it. And so, even if they wanted to, you know, get some nostalgia with the artists, they could put in, of course, Joe Budden, um, a character that everyone played with, uh, Method Man, as I said before, he was a staple in the game, Busta Rhymes, David Banner, Snoop, Rick Ross, and uh, I said Rick, uh, Rick's more of a new artist, he wasn't in the old games, but Rick, I mean, of course, you gotta have a big dude, some kind of big guy representation in the game, and then... I don't want to fight as Nori. I want Nori to be uh, the commentator in the game. Like I need Nori to be like either my guide in the game, um, 
the 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 fight announcer, something. But Nori's personality has to be in Def Jam. It just if you've been paying attention to Nori since he uh, he's still rap, but he's become more of a personality since he started doing his podcast, Drink Champs with DJ uh, EFM, and he did a show on the Run Eating with Complex and Charlemagne. His personality is hilarious. And with this game being a not serious game, but uh, a kind of a culture game, there's no bigger voice in the culture right now than Nori. Other than, I would say, Sway. But Sway ain't got the answers, which that could also be fun. Get Sway in the game, you know, a part of the storyline is you're up at Sway and you get frustrated. Now you have to fight Sway Calloway. That would be tight. That would be a tight little mission in the game with a little... Um, a little, a, little, a little, little part of the game. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They don't have me on the development floor for this. It would be tight if they did. I would enjoy it. And um, if they were to make this game, I need for them to not uh, cornball cheese it up. Like I don't need for Jaden Smith to be doing like some sire light electric icon attack. I don't want Kanye to. To, you know, be shooting ultra light beams out of his eyes. I don't want that. Like that's not what this game needs. It doesn't need the hokey. Um, it doesn't need Dragon Ball effects. It needs to just be regular street fighting uh, that that anyone can do. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to get get a good developer behind it. Get someone who can actually make characters that can move well. Um, good facial recognition. Um, Get some some stunt doubles who actually know how to fight, and let them develop the game uh, fighting fighting mechanics, because that's what happened. That, that's what was wrong with Def Jam Icons. Def Jam Icons took away the finishing moves and made the the fighters clunky and made the moves stiff. Whereas the previous installments of Vendetta in New York, the fighting was smooth. It was fun. The finishing moves were exciting. I, it was it was a lighthearted game that didn't take itself too serious, and so if you were gonna bring it back, keep that same energy, keep the fun in the game, keep the, you know, Levin's when when they, when they do the installment, Levin Staples, you know, have his, um, his funny honest quips when he when he announces himself. Let Logic, you know, say something about everybody being love, everything everything being positivity. You know, YG four hundred. You know, let him let him blow walking onto the screen or something. Let it be fun and exciting for us to play this game. Not just um, don't think you're making the next Street Fighter. Okay, so that's that's what that's my spiel on it. Def Jam, do with that what what that will. Um, if you want, I will come and sit down with y'all, help y'all develop this game. Um, maybe even be in the game, but who knows? Ah. Mm. But like I said, uh, speaking of Ben Staples, uh, he sat down with Uncle Joe during his uh, during his YouTube series called Pull Up, and it was a good good series, good good, good series with Joe going around. He not necessarily interviews other artists and media personalities, but he has a conversation with them about the current uh, current issues of the world, current topics, trending topics, that kind of stuff. But it's not like a a a vetted conversation where there's no question off the table or he's going to be politically correct as to not offend you or anyone around you. 
He's going to have an honest conversation with you. And he's going to make you, you know, he's going to truth the truth you. And so that's what I like about the series. And, like, when he sat down with Vince, the energy was like that. You know, both him and Vince um, were honest about their questions, their answers. And um, it was really enlightening to watch it. And as I was, as I was watching it, a few, a few things stuck out. Like, Joe said that he uh, brought the concept of street justice to Vince. And he was like, I had never heard that before in my life. And he asked his homies around, and they were like, nah, we don't know nothing about that. And Joe was like, how do you, what do you mean you have, y'all don't know about street justice? He was like, well, it's like this. When the homie dies, they're like, oh, dang, whoop-de-whoop happened over da-da-da. Dang, that sucked. And you go about your day. And there is no going retaliate about it because that's, folks got lives to live. And the reason Joe brought that up was because during, uh, on the Scorpion album, Jay-Z said, y'all kill X, but let Zimmerman live. The streets is dead. Meaning that how y'all go kill one of y'all own when the enemy killed one of our own and the enemy's still out here walking. And from the outside looking in, I get it. Like, if, if you're going to kill somebody, kill the person that's really harming the community. Somebody who's going out here really destroying our people and not caring about it. So if you're going to take somebody out, take out Zimmerman. Or go take out one of the cops that's, you know, that killed Philando or killed um, Sandra Bland. You know, do that. But don't come out here and kill on our own and act like you're really in these streets. And so I get that concept. But if that was the case, I think we would really be out here just killing every day. Killing each other every day. I mean, I know we already are. But the concept of street justice doesn't really exist. Because, as has been said, folks got lives to live. And then um, another thing they were talking about, Vince says, he doesn't rap about being broke. He rap about, uh, he rap about going. And, and he said, bro, going broke, he's like, the go and broke are not two separate things. Because you can go broke trying to go, and you can uh, go and end up broke. And so that means, like, you know, how you're, uh, I think what he meant was uh, when you're trying to better your life or you're, you're trying to show off this life that you have you're just going and going and going and uh you you end up going broke trying to uh feed this fake persona this this facade of um yeah i'm really out here doing it yeah i'm really about that life yeah i'm really um i'm really out here shining really you not and you faking it and because you fake so much you done messed up your whole livelihood and then um I don't know. He can explain it better. I just thought it was a um, when you listen to Vince's music, it's about going and doing for yourself, not not sitting around waiting for someone to do for you. And I get that. Like um, it's 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 cool. Um, it's always good to have people around you that support you and gonna uh, motivate you to do better. But it's also up to you to get up and get yourself out of situations. Be like, all right, I'm not gonna be out here. I'm not going to be on the block. I'm not going to be over at the homie house. I'm not just going to be up under my girl, up under my man all day because I got my own things to do. I got my own dreams and ambitions. And I need to go out and get it or I'm going to stay around and be broke for the rest of my life. I'm not going to really have anybody to blame for myself. So that's, uh, that's if you listen to Vince's music, that's kind of the concept of it a lot of times. Um, another thing that really kind of stuck out to me was a little thing. But Vince ain't seen New Jack City. 
which I would assume with Vince being so wise in, in uh, street culture and the culture in general, that he has seen one of the movies that everyone, you know, one of the top movies that, uh, top top hood classics. Like, there's certain movies we feel like you in the culture, you have to see. You know, you got to see Friday, all the Fridays, uh, Boys in the Hood, Menace of Society, New Jack City, um, Paid in Full, Belly. Uh, some some people will put Killer Season up there. Uh, what's some other hood movies that you just got to see? I don't know, but it's like certain hood movies that you expect other people from the hood or uh, people of the culture to have seen. If Vince did not have seen that, kind of took me back. I was like, ah, oh, I mean, we might have to question Vince's validity, which that's not the case. Vince would look at me crazy, and he, you know, as he said at the end, of, at the end of the uh, uh, conversation, that thing stay on me. And so we, you're not just gonna run up on Vince and act like it's gonna be all sweet. I'm not gonna, you know, question Vince's hands because again, I don't want those problems. But I am gonna say this: if you haven't seen the Temptations or, or the Five Heartbeats, I, I don't trust you. Like, you don't understand the concept of. of a, a conversation with me if you've never seen these movies. Like, how do you not understand that ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis? Come on, now. When David Ruffin said that, David Ruffin and what's their names? Come on. the move, Both of those movies are classics that you have to see in order to understand not just the music industry, but how black culture was back in the day and how we communicate to one another. Because I got nothing but love for you, baby. Got nothing but love for you. Talking about love. Let me stop. Because I can't sing. But, you put, you, you know, you get four part brothers together, I bet they sound like the five part beats. Um, and then there's uh, Vince's take on why is it okay for Tupac to pretend to be a blood and Chris Brown okay to not be a blood, uh, to be a, why is it okay for Tupac to pretend to be a blood, but it's not okay for Chris Brown to pretend to be a blood. His take on that was good because I, because I get it. Now, there's no, we we gotta stop picking and choosing as to who it's okay for and who it's not okay for. Like we clown Drake for being a for having ghostwriters, but we love Easy E and we we revere him as an icon. Yet he admitted on wax, you know, Ice Cube writes rhymes that I say. You know, we gotta stop picking and choosing as to who. We allowed to do what just because of quote unquote legacy. Like a lot of people uh, said the Owl Eyes on Me movie was whack because you know they didn't show Tupac being hood enough. Well maybe that wasn't Tupac life. That was just the persona he portrayed towards the end of the movie and maybe the way All Eyes on Me was shot was really his life. I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying All Eyes on Me was really that good because personally I wasn't really feeling it. But that might just be the case. He might, you know, he just got caught up in the West Coast culture. Same thing with Chris Brown when he moved out to uh, LA. He probably just got caught up in the culture. And, you know, that might just be who he is. Like, so why is it okay for one to do it and the other not to? So, um, if you if you haven't seen the interview yet or the conversation, I would, I would suggest watching it. It's good. Uh, Vince is a Vince is a funny character, and uh, not character. He's a funny person because he's not acting a character. He's just being himself. He's just being honest. 
And I think uh, I, I think that's one thing that's missing in, in today's artists, in today's um, um, personalities and entertainers. No one's being honest and no one's um, being upfront about how they feel about things. Like Vince, Vince will tell you, I don't, I don't like y'all. I don't want to hang out with y'all. I just want to be at the house on the couch. And it's not because I hate you. I just don't like people. And I just rather be myself. I mean, I don't like that. That's not cool. That this is what I think is cool. I'm not gonna think what you think is cool just because you say it's cool. You know, I'm gonna make my own opinion. He's not with that forced ignorance, as he said. But so, with that being said, oh, and shout out to Vince. Like after uh, after the uh, interview dropped, uh, he was on Twitter and going you know, going back and forth with his fans talking about anime and if uh, the Boondocks is anime and what and uh, Paul, Digimon is better than Pokemon that kind of stuff. And I'm with you, Vince. Digimon would definitely be the Pokemon. Like they already did a screw attack about it. And Pokemon can't act on their own. Agumon and the rest of Digimon actually could. And they did their own thing. And also if you look at if you compare the two series with Ash being a wandering ten year old and never really having any any struggles or facing any real problems, the Digimon uh, the Digi Destiny actually did. Like, if you watch the series, like, they were in the digital world. They were literally starving. They were um, the only thing standing between world world destruction and uh, b- between life and death in, in the real world when Devil Mind came or when the 12 uh, Zodiacs attacked the city. You know, they were the only ones who were like, all right, we got this. We're going to save the world. They were actually in danger and had like, real live issues to deal with. Whereas Pikachu and Ash and them were just like, oh, well, we lost another, we lost another uh, Indigo Plateau. Again, we've been doing this since 95 or 96, whenever, 97, and we've yet to win one. Oh, well. But shout out to Vince for having a whole anime discussion. I'm, uh, I think you should make your own anime. Uh there aren't enough um, black representations in anime. And I'm sorry, Jaden, I'm at to say it, but Neo Yokio was not a good representation. Um, the cast you assembled was good. Deezus Zamora was tight. Um, they should do more voiceovers, but the concept of Neo Yokio was just not good. And it wasn't executed well. It was rushed. It was like a watered-down version of better animes. It was like watching... It was like watching Jaden Smith break up with Kendall Jenner in art form. And it just wasn't good. Um, I didn't appreciate it. But that's, that's a whole nother discussion. What we got What we got now? What I got left on my docket? Oh, I talked about Chris Brown getting arrested. It's unfortunate. Um, they talked about that in the pull-up in, uh, <clears throat> the pull up too. Not Chris Brown getting arrested, but uh, Chris Brown uh, versus Soldier Boy. And if that fight were to actually happen, Chris Brown would have easily watched Soldier Boy. Like just looking at the two of them, Soldier Boy looks like a one eight hundred feed me child, and Chris Brown is one of the more uh, athletic, fit uh, artists we have. Because if you've seen the show, there's usually like an hour and a half of him dancing and singing and jumping around and doing backflips of ten years worth of music. And so, for somebody who's able to do that and still go out and party and, you know, still operate uh, uh, their business, there's no way that they can't go 12, uh, 12 rounds, three minutes a piece, 
in a boxing match. Now, whether they're both on drugs, that's a different story. Uh, uh, that's the, <laughs> that may change the dynamics a little bit, but even in the Molly Mayhem, I'm taking Chris Brown. And so, um, moving on from that beef to another beef that happened over the weekend, uh, Davies versus Trey Pizzi. Trey Pizzi, who I've never heard of up until I saw the Davies disc, um, came for came for Dave on this track, Retribution, talking about how Dave ain't really from the block and he don't really be out here taking care of his people and how he whack and all that kind of stuff. And as I listened to it, I was like, who is Trey Pizzi? Who is this dude? And, um, and East, you know, responded the next day with the I'm good because enjoy which is funny. I knew somebody was gonna finally use that "I'm good" from Future in one of their um, one of the songs. I think it would be uh, fabulous because he's always, you know, he's always on top of the current stuff. But uh, he came back with "I'm good, cousin Joy" using again the Five Heartbeat sample, where um, Eddie Kane was talking to Flash in the dressing room, talking about you want my spot, Flash, huh? You want it? But you ain't gonna get it because you ain't got it. And, uh, and that's basically what East was saying throughout the track. He was talking about how Pizzy want to be Pizzy want to be East so bad, but you know he got a drug problem, and you know he called his brother Japan. He shot in Chinatown. You know you a hype beast. You know he was just clowning dude the whole track. You know getting real personal with him, talking about how he on drugs. He need to stop getting on. Uh, he need to stop wasting his time. You know his his caliber of rapping isn't up to par and all that kind of stuff. And so he just really ripped into him. I don't know what the beef is up to at this point. I'm still, uh, if we were counting, it's 1-0 East. Like, hands down. Like, I have no idea who Trey Pizzi is. I heard him. I guess he was on some old tracks with Davies. But I have no reason to uh, to know who Pizzi is. But the fact that East gave him a little bit of shine, pops to East. Good job on the body. Moving on, uh, over the weekend, I pretty... Our petty principal future dropped uh, Beast Mode 2. Um, I'm not a future fan. I'm not part of the future hive at all. Um, I tried to listen. The first track on the album was called Wi-Fi is Lit. And I just knew this this album wasn't going to be for me. I listened. It gave me a headache. I went to the next track. I got about 12 seconds into it and cut it off. I didn't listen to the rest of it. I just can't. It's not my style of music. I'm not saying I'm just going to listen to MF Doom and Nostradamus um, all the time, but I need some music with some substance. Like I can listen to the um, to Drake album. I'd be all right. I listened to uh, the the new Meek over the weekend. It was hard. But this Future, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it at all. And I think Future was feeling some type of way about the way his music was received because then out of nowhere, he just started snapping on Twitter, talking about how your style, uh, you copy my style, you copy my ad libs. Y'all think you know I birthed y'all. You know he just went off, and then I I didn't see no explanation for it. I didn't see as to who he was talking to, but he snapped for a minute and then just called it a day. But uh, some of the homies were listening to it. They said that this beast mode wasn't good. Uh, they said 2012 future. We did like three back to back to back. Was good. I've just never been a Future fan because every Future song kind of sounds the same to me. And he's over, he's glorifying, you know, not glorifying, but 
rapping about popping pills and perks and all that kind of stuff. And he don't even do none of that. I'm not saying I want my rappers to really be out here catching bodies and popping pills, but I need you to be some part of the life that you're rapping about. Like, they don't have to fabricate everything. Come on. That's just me. Um, uh, speaking of new, uh, more new music that came out over the weekend, um, I've been trying to, like I said, I've been trying to change my musical palette from Lyrical Miracle, Turn Up Nonsense, to more of a relaxed neo soul type of vibe. And so, um, Jessica Domingo, who uh, became not not necessarily famous, but you know, caught a lot of attention about a year ago when she did the uh, Kendrick Melody uh, Melody mashup. She put out an album, uh, put an EP called Floral Minds, and I've had that on repeat just all weekend. It's just soothing. Her voice is amazing. <coughs> Uh, the the beats are nice. It's 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 a good, um, soothing neo soul R and B relaxing album. Like I felt it, you know, it made me wanna you know, made me wanna get quote unquote booed up, which is um next my next uh, another doc thing I'm getting to in the docket. But if you I'm not gonna get off Jessica just yet. Just if you want something refreshing, some you know something from a new artist, go listen to that Jessica. Another thing, if you want some new rap. That's not necessarily turn up ratchet or uh, hype beast like uh, like scorpion or something like that. Go listen to Michael Christmas role models. Um, Michael Christmas he had the song. I know I'm not the only one. Uh, not the only one. Uh, that's on the album. He had the, the, his other single girlfriends. That's on the album. Both uh, both singles blended well with the rest of the album, and it just it sounds great. It's fresh. As you know, I think Mike's 24, and it sounds like a 24-year-old should sound. Just having a good time with his friends in the studio. Um, just, it's good rap. It's good rap you could turn on and, you know, ride in the car with. A few of them knock, you can turn them on uh, in the club if you wanted to. Not necessarily, maybe not the club, maybe a day party. Uh, you could definitely play uh, Michael Christian at the day party. You can play... Jessica at the day party too. If the day party is kind of rolling into the afternoon, uh, maybe it's a midday, uh, early evening type of party type of thing. If you're trying to uh, relax everybody, you can play both of these albums and have a good time. Uh, let me see what else we got. Uh, so, like I said, uh, good music, go listen to it. Now, we have to stop. We have to, I think at this point, We've run this concept into the ground. The boot up remix is done with. I don't need another boot up remix. I don't even need to hear the boot up original at this point. Because for one, it's a, it's, it's an older song. And I say old, it's like a year and some change. If not, it's under, it's about a year and some change at this time, at this point. And so for it to just be catching on, I'm happy for the girl, I'm happy for Ella. But y'all running into the ground. Like, you got the video of old boy just, like, humping the stage and just got his elbow in everybody's face. Like, I, my brother, you're doing a bit too much. But when you when when there's at least nine remixes, it's, 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 it's just it's a bit excessive. Especially when six of them didn't need to exist. 
Like of the remixes, the only ones I really cared about was Plies, Fab, and T Pain. And really, Plies and Plies, I'm gonna say Plies and Fab had the best one. Like T Pain's was good. It really was, but like it took Ellie out the song and it took the concept of love out the song, so it really kind of made it a new song. So it was good, but you took the boot up love out of the song. And of them, I would say Plies had the best one because he was like, listen, tell your kids, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm taking care of y'all now. Like, he really got booed up and fell in love with, with, with whoever this chick was. And so, and it came out months ago. So, I, you know, we all thought that was an official remix. And then Fab dropped his. And Fab's remix sounds like something that's off the of Summertime Shootout 3, which we still waiting on. I mean, you put out the Flip Mode song last year, which really... I mean, if you still putting out summertime, uh, shootout three, you don't have to put flip mode on there. Just saying, you can uh, do another. You can do the the boot up remix as uh, as one of the singles on there. But but flip mode no. But like I said, um, it sounded good. It was right in Fab's lane. Uh, y'all know Fab's always good to flip a, a R&B song. You know, add the swag rap on it. Like swag. Uh, Fab is one of those rappers. Who at this point is kind of timeless. He's uh, although he's aging, he's still able to uh, move in the new schools. Um, he's still able to move in the new school. Uh, he's still able to move in the new school and not look not not look old. I don't know why my words were are slipping away from me. He still he still dresses well. He's still current. Um, I don't. I'm not going uh, I know y'all are talking about, I know y'all are probably thinking that I'm ignoring whatever happened with him and his uh, longtime girlfriend. I'm not. I don't know what happened. Y'all don't really know what happened. That video of them arguing outside the car, it looked wild. But at the end of the day, she's happy. He's happy. We don't know no facts. I'm, I'm staying out of it. My name Bennett, and I ain't in it. Um, oh, yeah, Jaden. Uh, Jaden put out an album over the weekend too. I didn't get a chance to hear it. Um, I heard a snippet. I think it's Icon Electric. He might have been talking to me. I could have gave you a verse, Jaden. But uh, he's somehow, I'm not an icon, you are. Um, meaning he isn't the icon. We are the icons and we need to you know look up to ourselves, type of thing. But I didn't, um, I didn't really listen to the album. I'll probably listen to it at some point this week. Um, Averb put out an album. Averb is a battle rapper. Put out an album called Bliss. And the uh, the mark against battle rappers is that they don't know how to make good music when it comes to a beat. Um, battle rapper, if you don't know, is mainly about uh, punchlines and haymakers. And that style of rapping doesn't normally translate well to beats. And so it's always been a knock against battle rappers that they can uh, they can rap a cappella, but when a beat you know when they get on the beat they sound trash and no artist is gonna you know labels really not gonna sign them. But Averb on the other hand, with um, his album Bliss, it actually came out a couple weeks ago. Um, it actually sounded good, and I was actually uh, um, surprised to hear, to hear how, how good it sounded. So if you want to hear something from the, from the streets and you know with some bars and some um, something you know a little bit more tough. Then Jessica Domingo or Michael Christmas or Jaden Smith for that matter, I would go say check out that Averb. Um, I think that's what I have on music. 
Yeah. Um, with that being said, and referring to music, I need for y'all that I felt that needs to stop. Because it's not that serious. Like, y'all are saying the most basic of lines, I felt that. I think the funniest one I saw, though, was um somebody said, with Kid Cudi said, mm, nah, nah, I felt that. That was funny. That was, you know, I got it. Some, you know, but y'all are taking, like, every third bar from Scorpion, like, I wasn't hiding the world. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Ooh, I felt that. It wasn't. That was hard, but like y'all, y'all, y'all giving it too much gas, and y'all making, y'all aren't, y'all aren't making music enjoyable. You can't feel everything, and y'all are feeling every basic bar. Another, <laughs> another one I found funny was when um, somebody said, <laughs> somebody said what Drake said. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. I felt that. Because one, Drake didn't say that. I, if you know music, you know Drake didn't say that. That's that, um, I don't know. Uh, ah, I wish I had looked that up because now I feel dumb. But it wasn't Drake. But it's, cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. <clears throat> Suffocation. Da -da -da. That's, that's that song. Um, I'm going to get off that because... I've, heard, I've showcased the fact that I can't sing multiple times on this podcast. And, um, it's no need to continue it. Uh, one of the last things I want to get into, I saw, well, I'm, uh, I'm getting to sports in a second. But I saw this come across my Facebook timeline. Yeah, I still use Facebook. I like to keep up with certain relatives and I want to make sure my exes are still doing bad out there. Uh, <laughs> the homie uh, shared this article from The Root. About a Canadian uh, jazz festival having a play get canceled because the play was set during slavery times and the cast were all white people singing slave tunes and picking cotton. white people the caucasity to think that you can make a play about the harshest moment and not just African American history but world history the fact that you think that you can make a play about this atrocity and it not be offensive is is daunting I, I don't know who green-lighted this idea. I don't know who decided that this was going to really move the culture forward. I don't know who decided that this was a great idea, but y'all have got to be stopped. Y'all have got to start getting people of color in these rooms that y'all are having these Hollywood, theatrical, whatever meetings, whatever y'all get together to say we're going to do something... You need somebody of color in that room to go, no, that's a bad idea. You're going to offend people in a not good way. And I say that because sometimes you can offend people and it be necessary that they're being offended because it's important to have that story told. I.e., if you're going to do the story about the Little Rock Nine, it's okay 
to put in the fact that white people were yelling and screaming at them as they were walking towards the school because yes, you're going to offend white people, but you're telling the truth. But when you get together and go, we're going to get a cast of all white people to sing Swing Low, Sweet Chariot by picking fictitious cotton, we're going to get that together for a play at a jazz festival. That's a bad idea. That's just, that's a bad idea. It's distasteful. It's, it's, it's it, it's tr- it's it's, a, it's it's culturally clueless and, and be and, and insulting. Our pain and suffering isn't for your 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 Emmy nomination or your Tony nomination, whatever you get. I don't you don't get to prosper off of the atrocity that you cause. Especially, especially since how it was, this is a Canadian play, so Canada, y'all ain't even, not, not even American. So who greenlighted this? Y'all got, y'all are doing so good, Canada. Y'all were doing good. Y'all done passed the weed law. Y'all, you know, y'all are letting us come up there because you see our president is tripping. And now y'all wanna, y'all wanna, y'all wanna do this foolishness. I need for y'all to get it together. I need for, I need, and this has to stop. Like it's. It hurt. It gives me a headache to think about how you think you can just genderify oppression and it be okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm befuddled. I'm baffled. The gall. I'm upset. Um, and I think, I think that's it. I wanted to get that off. I wanted to make sure that. Uh, oh, basketball. So, again, uh, congrats to Lakers fans for picking up LeBron. Y'all do what y'all can with that. Uh, y'all are already out there acting up. Uh, you you saw the mural of the of LeBron get defaced like the day it went up. He already fixed it, but it's cool. But like, y'all, come on now. Um, Melo's leaving the Thunder. I'm hurt by that. I'm sad because I like Melo. I feel like if they just gave Melo a hoodie jersey, uh, he would be all right. He would do well regardless of where he went. I want him to stay in OKC, though, because I feel like... Uh, my big three out there were going to really dominate. They did decent this year. They made it to the playoffs. So, you know, they just needed they needed less iso ball for Melo and more shots to fall down for PG. But um, that's just that's just how Melo plays. Melo plays iso ball. The game slows down and stops through him. But it is what it is. I hope he finds um, is I hope he finds a, a good team somewhere. I really felt like had he left. Uh, New York sooner than what he did. He'd probably be better off right now, but you can't worry about the past. Another one that kind of hurt me to hear was Tony Parker was leaving uh, the Spurs to go to Charlotte for ten for two years for ten million. Um, Tony Parker is one of those players who just when you think Spurs, you think Tony Parker. You think Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Manu Ginobili, and uh, Tim Duncan. And if you're old, you remember the general. But uh. Uh, kind of hurt for me. Uh, not not necessarily hurt. I was like kind of sad because he he's like you know he's the face of the team. You know you don't want to see your face leave. So for him to go over to the Charlotte is cool. Dwight uh, got a buyout. He's gonna go to the Wizards. I thought Dwight. I didn't know Dwight was still playing. I hadn't really paid attention to Dwight since he left L.A. And I think he went to Houston and. I remember him going to Magic. 
Okay, I paid attention. Look, attention. I guess when he went to the Magic, he was trying to be the new Shaq, and he just wasn't. He wasn't. He he never did his part. <clears throat> but that's it. Um, Devin Booker staying in uh, Phoenix. He got the max deal. Congrats to him. Devin, I think, is a, a dynamic player. You get some players around him, and then Phoenix would definitely be a contender. And uh, finally, um, Zach Levine. He was on his way to Sacramento, but he's in you know Chicago. Paid attention and you know cut the check. Dropped eighty million, and we gonna keep him. Which <clears throat> I'm happy about. Uh, like I said, it's, it's tough being a Chicago fan. We don't really have a. Uh, we don't really have a, a, as they say, a star-studded team. And so Zach, with the with his ability to create dunks out of thin air, and uh, being an exciting player, I think that's gonna be good for us. You know, to give us something to look forward to. Um, the 2019-2020 draft. That's what everybody's really looking forward to. Because I think that's when Clay Thompson becomes a free agent. Uh, I forget who else. It's, but it's a lot of big names that become free agents. And the rumor is that uh, Clay is going to leave. Is going to leave the Warriors and either try to get his own team or he probably join LeBron out there uh, at the Lakers. Which um, I'm not. I don't believe it. Uh, a lot of people say that it's tired. he's tired of a. Uh, he he's not necessarily tired of the Durant shadow, but he wants to you know captain his own team. And I understand it, but I don't think me personally. I don't think that Clay has that ability. I think the the way the words are set up, I think works best for him. But I don't know. We can we'll, we'll say we we'll have to see how this season plays out. I still believe that the Warriors are a heavy contender for the championship next year just because of the way they're built. Even though with Boogie coming off an ACL injury, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, even with Boogie coming off an ACL injury and maybe not being able to play until like January, I still think they're a solid team. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm rooting for Chicago because that's that's my heart. Um, in 2K, I'm playing with OKC in Minnesota. Because Minnesota is technically Chicago with Jimmy, uh, D Rose, and Bowser, not Bowser, Carlos Boozer over there. But uh, I think that's it at this point. I don't think I've rambled on enough. Um, like I said, I'm doing this every week. I appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate y'all, you know, um, uh, appreciate your feedback. Um, if you if you don't already follow me on all social media, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I guess Snapchat. I don't really use it. And on Facebook, you can search it The Electric Field. That's T H A E L E C T I. Ooh, Jesus, I cannot spell. T H A E L E C T R I C F E E L. The Electric Field. The Electric Field, A with an E. Uh, I messed that up. Anyways, that's it for tonight. I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Peace.